Hello, I'm Kel, founder of How I Cured My Rusting Bitch Face and host of Dear Dumb Bitch. Life gives us all kinds of lessons and I spent most of my life avoiding and ignoring them until I realized the dream life I thought I was living was actually a nightmare. So I returned my Porsche, left sunny South Florida, and moved across the country to restart my life in the rainy city of Seattle. I decided it was time to start paying attention to my life and actually use these lessons as opportunities for personal growth so I could stop having to face my reality and could start creating my reality. I'm oversharing the lessons I've learned from my past and my everyday life experiences with you here on my podcast, Dear Dumb Bitch, because we all have an inner dumb bitch that could use some perspective shifts and inspiration. Well, hello, fancy seeing you here. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Dumb Bitch. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're having fun and enjoying following my journey of life lessons on this expedition to become a more evolved dumb bitch. Sounds kind of like a vacation, right? Except we're trying to leave our baggage behind. Like life is the vacation where you want to pack light. Have I mentioned I have a tendency to overpack? (laughs) So I've had a few requests for topics, which is very exciting because I want to share ideas and information on things that you guys are interested in. So please send me a message on Instagram, send me an email, contact me in whatever way you like, but let me know what topics you are interested in so I can expand on them and let me know if there are any other areas that you would like my dumb bitch perspective on. Anyway, on to today's entry. Today is kind of like a part two to the previous episode, which is episode five, My Self-Care Turned Toxic. So we have a sequel of sorts. My first part two episode on the podcast, so that's exciting. It's the little things, right? Okay, part two, let's do this. So can we all agree that self-care is kind of trendy right now? And I'm so glad it is because it's really fucking important. Like, did I mention I made a 12 days of self-care challenge last December in an attempt to spread self-care awareness? I'll absolutely make another self-care challenge in the future, except maybe I won't call it a challenge because if you listen to my last episode, then you would know why. I'm still not so sure the words self-care and challenge have any business being used together, which means I'll probably continue to use them together. Challenges are a great way to develop new habits, so the challenge verbiage is applied to challenging yourself to develop new habits and routines and not the actual self-care aspect. Like, self-care in and of itself shouldn't really be challenging. It should be inspiring and energizing and uplifting. Side note, I have a weekly email that I send out every Sunday and I might be biased, but it's really fucking great. Apparently my ex-boyfriend thinks it's really great too because he still opens them and hasn't unsubscribed. 
I include inspiration and practical strategies and resources to help you have the best week ever. I also include a weekly challenge that provides a fun way to develop new habits and rituals in your everyday life so we can create new beliefs and routines that support becoming our best self routines and beliefs and rituals that support our evolution as dumb bitches. I'll include a link in my show notes just in case you want to participate in this fun. Okay, back to self-care. So self-care is an amazing trend that's hopefully here to stay because it's really important and will change your life when used appropriately. But I believe there's some confusion with self-care though, like a mild disconnect. And by mild, I mean major. And I say this because I noticed this disconnect in my own personal self-care routine when I realized I let toxicity infiltrate it. Now, we all have blind spots in our life, aka our default tendencies. Our default tendencies are how we show up without thinking. But what usually happens when there's a blind spot? Well, there's a good chance you fucking crash, that's what. Which is why it's important to identify our blind spots in life so we can minimize the risk of crashing as much as possible. So in the previous episode, which was like part one of this conversation, so if you haven't listened to episode six yet, I suggest you go back and listen to that now because I mentioned in that episode that I realized my self-care kind of turned toxic, which means I identified a blind spot. And identifying a blind spot can make you feel a little uneasy at first. It's really no different than when you're driving. Like, have you ever looked in your side mirror to change lanes and didn't see a car and almost changed lanes, but then you physically turned your head to look and realized there was a car right there in your blind spot that you would have wrecked? You kind of get that holy fuck, that was close sensation that leaves you feeling weird and being overly cautious for a minute or two. I really like where this conversation is going, but I'm getting way off topic. So I'm adding it to my spreadsheet of topic ideas. So that way we can revisit it in a future episode. Okay, let's get back on track. So what's the first thing you think of when someone mentions self-care? Did you answer bubble baths and pedicures or are you a psycho? (laughs) I'm mostly joking, but Bubble baths and spa days are definitely the cliche image a lot of the time when someone thinks self-care. And it's not wrong, but spa days don't always mean self-care, and self-care doesn't always mean spa days. Just like yoga and exercising don't always mean self-care. Okay, hear me out. Dear dumb bitch, Self-care without intention is really just a glorified bubble bath. Self-care is less about tuning out and more about tuning in. You don't need more self-care. You need more self-connection. So let's overanalyze this. 
The real question that often gets left out a lot of the time in the self-care conversation is why? Not why self-care. I'm hoping we all understand why self-care is important at this time in our lives. Even I learned about this like yesterday. I'm mostly joking, but it was a more recent life lesson because as I mentioned, I previously had no idea that you're supposed to take care of yourself. I thought you take care of other people and other people take care of you. Apparently, I, uh, I missed the memo. So naturally, my next question was, how are you supposed to care for yourself? Like, how do you do this self-care thing? Is there some kind of instruction manual I can reference? I'll probably write a self-care for dumb bitches ebook one day. I just added that to my to-do list. Now, I've learned some lessons on my personal journey to figure out this self-care thing, and there is one critical question that I overlooked and somehow didn't think to ask. Like, I love asking questions, but I missed this one somehow. The most important question there is in regards to a self-care routine is, drum roll please. Okay, here it is. The most important question we need to be asking in regards to our self-care routine is, why? Why are we doing insert self-care activity? What's our intention? What underlying need is our self-care addressing? So self-care is a modality to nurture yourself and express self-love. So we need to be asking ourselves more questions to make sure this is actually what we're doing. Do the self-care activities that you're doing actually meet your underlying needs? Do your self-care activities match your self-love language? Do you even know what your underlying needs are? Do you even know what your self-love language is? I didn't, so I did some research and made a self-love language quiz, which I will link in the show notes just in case you want to figure out your self-love language. Again, all newer concepts for me, and maybe you too, but maybe not. If you aren't connecting intention with your self-care, then you're kind of missing the point and not receiving the full benefit of self-care, or worse yet, you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation where your self-care could turn toxic. That's what I did. So I know what you're thinking. How do I connect with my intention? Well, that's a great fucking question and I'm so glad you asked. How do you connect with your intention for anything in life? You connect with yourself. So let's reference my previous example from the last episode of how my self-care turned toxic by enabling my compulsive exercising tendencies. If I had checked in with myself and had been more connected to myself, then I might have recognized 
that doing a third workout on a day when I'm mentally and physically exhausted wasn't really what I needed. If I had connected with myself, then maybe I would have selected a different self-care activity. Maybe I would have gone on a walk or maybe I would have written in my journal or meditated or read a book or some other activity that would have been more appropriate for my needs on that day. I say maybe because I'm still working through this saga, so I'm not entirely sure yet, but I have the awareness and that's always the first step to anything. So I'll keep you posted on my progress. If you aren't connected with yourself, then it can be challenging to know if your self-care activities are really giving you what you need. This was a harsh wake-up call for me because I take a lot of pride in being intentional with my thoughts and actions and life in general, but I was not being that intentional with my self-care, which led to the toxic circumstances. I also have a tendency to go with the more is better approach to life. This outlook isn't always appropriate 100% of the time, and it's definitely not applicable 100% of the time to self-care. Apparently, sometimes you don't need to do more. Apparently, sometimes you need to do less. I say apparently because I'm still in denial about this notion, which means it will probably be a topic for a future episode because for me, doing more is definitely my comfort zone. I also feel like self-care sometimes gets used as an excuse to disconnect rather than connect. And don't get me wrong, if you want to disconnect and check out and zone out, then disconnect and check out and zone out and don't feel guilty about it. Like if that's what you need, then go do it and don't feel bad about it, but just know why you're doing what you're doing. For me personally, I usually feel less connected to myself when I disconnect and when I want to disconnect, it's usually disguising my real need, which is connection to myself. Like here's a common scenario. It's the evening on any random day and I want to unwind, which is really fucking hard for me, but I'll save that topic for another episode titled Relax Bitch. Me attempting to unwind my high-strung self might look like picking up my phone to check in on Instagram or looking up recipes on Pinterest that I'll probably never make or researching some other random topic. I personally don't enjoy watching TV, but turning on the TV and zoning out could be another example of this. Would you call this self-care? Well, it depends. Is checking out what you really want and need? If so, then embrace that shit and check out and don't feel guilty about it. But oftentimes, the urge to check out is masking an underlying need to check in. With ourselves, that is. 
not not at the hotel although it would be amazing to be checking in at a hotel right now so how do you know if you should check out or check in honestly the answer is probably always check in but that sounds more straightforward than the application checking out may feel good for now but how does it make you feel later it's usually one of those instant gratification things like it makes you feel good in the moment but later on not so much so how do you know what you need by how it makes you feel if the self-care activity gives you energy and makes you feel good then awesome keep doing it if it makes you feel like shit like making myself over exercise when my body needs rest does for me then maybe it's not what you need if mindlessly scrolling instagram and pinning recipes on pinterest or just zoning out on tv is making you feel good and connected and energized then awesome keep doing it but if you feel less connected and less energized after self-care then maybe it's time to try some connection activities like journaling or meditating or a mindfulness activity maybe reading something like that and i'm not suggesting to never check out or do those disconnection activities or that you always need to be in personal development and introspection mode I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm suggesting you know why you're doing what you're doing so you can be intentional about it and find a balance that supports you so you can feel good. This is a challenging concept for me too because I'm still learning how to find balance in my life and I really like the all or nothing approach but that doesn't always serve me. Okay, so let's recap. There's a few take-home messages from this episode, so let me let me package up your takeout. I know takeout messages aren't as delicious as takeout food, but maybe go get yourself some takeout and think about these takeaways. Self-care is important. Develop the habit of doing it. You deserve it. If you think you're too busy for self-care, then you need it more than you even know. If you don't know how, what, why, or where to begin, then please send me a message so I can help you navigate that. I got really lost with all of that at first, and I also used to be way too busy for myself, so I can share some insight on what I've learned in more detail to hopefully help you find your way. Be mindful of why you're doing the self-care activities you're doing so you can make sure they're actually self-care and meeting your needs and not a semi-toxic situation where self-care is disguised as self-sabotage. Think about why you're doing what you're doing and if the outcome actually matches your intention both now and later. Notice how you feel after. Self-care is supposed to make you feel good and energize you. If you want to disconnect, then disconnect and don't judge yourself, but try to learn to make it a conscious choice and not something that just happens and 
Maybe try a connection activity in lieu of your typical disconnection activities just to see how that makes you feel. That's really what this is all about. Becoming aware of your default tendencies and understanding why you do the things you do and then becoming aware of what you really want and how you feel and how you want to feel and making sure everything is aligned and congruent so you can decide how you want to experience this party of life. Like plan your party, dumb bitch. That might need to be an episode. So here are some prompts that you can use for journaling or even just thinking about, but I would encourage you to try journaling if you haven't already because there's something really powerful about writing shit down. Dear dumb bitch, how does your current self-care routine make you feel? What is your self-love language? What makes you feel more connected to yourself? How do you know if you should do more or less? Well, that's it for today. Thanks for sticking with me until the end. I appreciate your commitment and I appreciate you more than you know. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast and it would mean so much to me if you would share it with a friend or two or seven. If you want to learn your self-love love language, then click the link in my show notes for the quiz I created. If you want the additional journal prompts, then click the link in the show notes and I'll hook you up. Hook you up? Why did I just say that? Whatever, it's fine. I'll be the dealer of journal prompts, the journal prompt plug, the Pablo Escobar of personal growth. Oh man, this is getting weird. I should have ended this like 32 seconds ago, but now is always the perfect time for anything. So toodaloo and see you soon. Until next time, I love you bitches so much. Now go love yourself and have the most beautiful day.